Howdy, boogers, boys and girls. Welcome back. It is week 10 of the college football season, and yet another week one of the college Ooh. football season. Actually, I think, this, I think this is technically the last week one that we can have uh, with, uh, with the Pac-12 and, and the other conference we're going to spend a lot of time talking about. Um, but, uh, Carl and I are both unreasonably, and AJ, are, are unreasonably excited. Why are we unreasonably excited, Carla? Because it's the return of Maction. Because it's the return of Maction. And it's just, I was going to answer. I was going to answer is because my Steelers are seven and zero. That's why I'm really excited. That's um. I've thing. given up on college football for the year, and like you know, I, I, if those of you that follow me on Twitter know that I posted that on Twitter on Sunday. I said, you know what, my college fandoms are in the tank this year, but my Steelers are seven and zero for the first time in my life. So I don't break out the jersey very often, but here I am. Feels good. Okay. Thanks for watching, everybody. We're going <laughs> to start. We, we're going to start. Uh, we actually, uh, you and I didn't do those, but a million years ago with a, 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 on draft day suit, there were, there were like college football, not uh, pro football roundtables. Yes. Uh, although you, you and I, did you and I do like AFC Central or AFC North or we did, whatever it was? Yeah, we definitely did one. Um, because I remember everybody was on it and everybody brought their kids and neither of us had kids. So you yeah. brought Miles and I brought a stuffed animal. Um, yes, I remember. This. <laughs> so, I remember this. I, I, so I definitely remember that show. Um, but yeah, those roundtables were fun. So hi, 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 Sarah, and everybody else from, and Kim, and everybody from Draft Day Suit, <laughs> and Lori, and all these, all these other folks. Um, and Lori, yeah, those were those were fun days. They were fun. Um, uh, I will, this show started. I will, I will, is where our, this show started. Um, it is where I told uh, uh, Sarah at some point. Um, uh, it, it, she was a, 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 lives in Washington, enamored with a Robert Griffin III uh, during his rookie season and second season. And I told her, I'm, why am I blanking on the quarterback from, from Seattle? Why am I, but, uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yep. I told her Russell Wilson is going to be a better quarterback in the NFL than, <laughs> than RG3 ever would be. Um, and she almost threw me off the show. And <laughs> I will never, ever let her forget that. So... As my my one bit of glory from the from the pro football show, um, but don't let I mean yes, Carla gets to gets to have fun with pro football and and, and I will not begrudge her that uh, much, but she is excited about this as as anybody is because I mean, not only not only is is, is Mid American Conference back on Wednesday night, every single team has a game. There are there are six Mid American Conference football games. Uh, and, and they're all on, you know, the, the ESPN family networks, except for Miami, because Miami's special. Um, uh, uh, within uh, an hour of each other. Within an hour of each other. I mean, I, you're going to, uh, uh, start your film exercises now. Uh, you're probably already doing that with like political coverage, you know, but, um, click, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll be, so you'll be in, you'll be in decent shape, uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, and it's, it's going to be awesome. And we're going to talk about every single one of those games briefly, <laughs> but we're going to do it because, because Maction is back and we're just going to let Maction wash over us on Wednesday. Yes. Um, I'm so glad that they lived into like, they are all in on branding. Like if you're, if you're a marketing person, like yes. you have to understand, like the Mac is a case study, right? Because everybody yeah. loves Maction because it's midweek Maction. That's a thing. And they leaned into it and said, you know what? Let's put every team on Wednesday night. I love it. I it's, absolutely love it. I don't. I, I mean, I, I think that the the hashtag Maction started organically. It wasn't something that the conference did, but right. the conference is listening. Um, and yeah. and so as of a couple of years ago, you can buy 
Maction pirate flags. And mm -hmm. I would own one if they didn't cost $75. Uh, you can <laughs> buy Maction t-shirts and, and in the colors of any team in the league. Uh, I do have one of those. Um, they, they, they do that as well as any conference in the country. They do it better yeah. than, than most conferences in the country. So excellent advice um, from, uh, from Carla. If you're, if you're into marketing, if you're a marketing student, uh, follow that account and, and see how they, they handle that stuff. It's actually, actually really impressive. Um, yeah. Before we get to that, before we get to the other stuff, we will look back uh, on college football games, Carla. Yes. Not pro football games. Okay. Um, anything from last weekend stand out to you? Well, I, I threw this out into our little group text that we have on Saturdays, and you never answered the question. AJ answered the question, hmm. but I threw, I threw this into the pot oh, about mid of the af middle of the afternoon before Penn State, before our game, before Penn hmm. State, Ohio State, um, asking which conference is the hotter mess right now, the Big yeah. Ten or the, or the Big 12? I did um, answer the and, question. And so I, said, I said if Penn State won on Saturday, there'd be no question that the Big Ten is the, is the bigger mess. Yeah, I, I, it's, did, I did it's respond. An, it is an interesting argument, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you look at what happened in the Big Ten uh, yeah. last weekend. I mean, Maryland over Minnesota, Sparty over UM at the Big House, which is hilarious. Um, Northwestern <laughs> over Iowa. Iowa's 0-2. Yeah. Iowa's 0-2. Penn State is 0-2. Your, your, your 2-0 teams are, include Indiana, right? Like, I mean, who saw this coming, right? And then you have <laughs> Illinois, and then you have Illinois and Wisconsin who are battling COVID issues. And, you yeah. know, that, you know, we, we talked about that too. It was just kind of like, well, here we go. Mm -hmm. um, and how is that? I mean, Wisconsin, that, that's huge for Wisconsin because yeah. like, how does that, that has title game implications. Uh, it does. Um, and and how, how many, uh, you have to play four to I be eligible? Um, I, I don't remember what the what the actual limit is. We'll look that up and get that in the notes. But but yeah, I mean they are in danger of you know and and after after you look and kind of think okay, Wisconsin is clearly um, the the cream of the crop in the West, and they right. they it, you know if they lose one more game or two more games, um, are they they may not get to go. They may not get right. to. It, it's hey yeah yeah peak twenty twenty huh. Yeah, and then you look at what happened in the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12 has been a hot mess since the beginning, but, yes. I mean, Texas over Oklahoma State was huge um, yes. because there goes the last undefeated team um, in the Big 12. And then this little one just kind of flew under the radar, but West Virginia beat Kansas State. Like, that's, that's a middle-of-the-pack kind yeah. of shuffling there. And so, like, who's going to – Iowa State for Big Twelve. I mean, I've said that. I said that from the beginning. That I mean, they, they look like the, the the most even team, and they they hung with Oklahoma State in that game. Mm -hmm. um, but man, I for different reasons, you could argue either to either conference is is the yeah. hotter mess right now. So it's just peak twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. So that was is. my that was my takeaway with just all the weird stuff. And it was Halloween and the full moon and all that stuff. And like, sure, like it, it just <laughs> talk about living up to the brand, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Saturday they, lived up it, to the brand. It was, Saturday did. Saturday did. Um, and we won't talk about Beaver Stadium. That was... Uh, it was weird. I, 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 I will not lie. I, I look forward to that, to that, watching games in that atmosphere. Um, I, having been there a couple of times, I, I, I know exactly how loud it is and how difficult it is. Um, and I've been fortunate to see Ohio, two Ohio State wins the two times I've been there. Um, but yeah, that's that's when, uh, other than watching the game in Columbus, um, 
two weeks ago. Uh, so far, that's been the one that's where I, I, it really strikes, really struck me at, at how odd this is. Um, mm-hmm. I was, my, the thing that I, I was going to say about, uh, about my look back was uh, I, I was uh, happy to see Ohio State run the football a little bit. Um, it, it was, you know, Master Teague uh, got over 100 yards. The team got over 200. They did so without, uh, I don't recall any design plays for Justin Fields. Um, and, I, and actually, I think he was negative rushing yards for the, for the day because of a couple sacks. Um, defense is kind of iffy. Uh, this will come up with a, a, in the a discussion of another game later in the show. Um, I, I think it's more of a question of experience than talent. Um, and that'll and that'll come, but uh, I, I felt like there was a uh, there was good improvement um, against a, a much better team than 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 Ohio State saw in Nebraska. Um, and you know uh, I, we're not going to talk about them for a couple of weeks, I don't think. Uh, that, you know, in terms of previewing games, uh, but you know we'll, we'll see what kind of position they put themselves in uh, as we as we go through November and into December. Uh, that that uncharted territory. Um, AJ, I, I mentioned AJ is excited about Maction, uh, and he will explain why. AJ's also got this uh, got this old school throwback thing going because this weekend is the first. Um, this is the official return of Pac-12 After Dark, which is where <laughs> AJ's shtick just got started completely. Um, he's he's a little stoked about this, but I will I will let him explain. AJ. Hello, everyone. It is this week's Group of Five report. Uh, the Mac is back. Uh, Carla and Crappy will be telling you all about how the Mac is back. Uh, the best I can say is that uh, the Mac is the silliest conference in college football. No one is ever better than anybody else. It is all a series of random bounces. Um, but the Mac should be super fun as always. Plus, you get weeknight football back. But I want to start on a weeknight, which is Friday, because we have Mountain West Games of Consequence. Game 1, uh, 9 p.m. CBS SN, that is the uh, channel of champions. Uh, San Jose State traveling down the coast to San Diego State to play the Aztecs. Um, Brady Hoke is the coach of San Diego State, and they're very good now. Um, they are running the daylights out of the ball. They are averaging 340 yards 347 yards, excuse me, of rushing per game. Um, they are very, very, very good. Um, they are favored by nine and a half in this game. I don't expect that to be uh, any different. San Jose State uh, delighting uh, people by coming out and winning uh, their first two games. They're previously not uh, a winning team, uh, but this year they've come out. They stunned uh, Air Force, and then last week they beat up on New Mexico. Uh, I expect them to lose by about 10, uh, but this game should be good. Just watch Brady Hoke, watch a Brady Hoke team just absolutely crockpot a team. Um, just just saying, Michigan, Brady Hoke is a good coach. Uh, there's He's down at San Diego State. You should go check him out. Uh, the game of the week, in my opinion, is Friday night, 9.45 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. BYU traveling to Boise. Um, this is in essence, uh, BYU's test. This is the only test that that they will get this year. If they beat Boise and convincingly, uh, they should be in the playoff conversation full stop. Uh, They are currently favored by two and a half. Uh, They are, again, as I've been mentioning on the show, they are incredibly fun to watch. 
Uh, Boise is still Boise. They still have a very good passing defense, uh, which should potentially slow down BYU. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is this is going to be the only game of note for BYU. So you should absolutely tune in and watch this game. Uh, that is Friday night at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, moving to uh, Saturday, we have Air Force at Army. Uh, again, option football is always a thing to watch. Both teams are averaging 300 yards on the ground and like a, a handful of yards through the air. Uh, Army favored by five and a half. They are clearly the better team. Air Force does not look that good. Um, but again, it's option football, so the over-under is 40, and I feel like that's high. Um, so tune in to watch that game. That is a nationally televised game, too. That is on CBS at 11.30 in the morning. Um, moving to the absolutely stupidest schedule possible. Um, the Pac-12 is back this week, and so we're going to cover the entire Pac-12 as well. Um, but I would like to point out that uh, Fox, because they own the Pac-12's contract and they can get the biggest game of the week, or at least the game they thought was going to be the biggest game of the week, Arizona State travels to USC, and they are going to play this game as big noon Saturday. <clears throat> this game is being played in California, which means it's going to, going to be a 9 a.m. local kickoff. I don't understand why. I don't understand what Fox paid either of these schools to convince them to do this, but they did. Uh, USC's favored by 10.5. We have literally no idea what either of these teams are going to do. Arizona State is, in my opinion, the clear favorite to win the Pac-12 South. USC continues to be the mess that it always is. They are ranked and they shouldn't be. Uh, and I expect Arizona State to win. Play the money line. Uh, we move to 330. Houston traveling to Cincinnati. Uh, this is, again, just coverage of Cincinnati's uh, never-ending quest to turn the entire American Conference into paste this year. Uh, they absolutely destroyed Memphis last week. They beat the dog mess out of SMU. Uh, Cincinnati is number six in the country, and they absolutely deserve to be. Uh, Cincinnati play Ohio State. Let's go. Battle of Ohio. Uh, Houston could make this fun for a little bit, uh, but I, I expect Cincinnati to pull away. This does, though, feel like a game where Houston could just like screw around and win. I don't know why, but they do. Cincinnati's favored by 13.5, and, and I don't expect that to change. 4 o'clock, Arizona goes to Utah. <clears throat> Utah's favored by 13.5, and, and I just expect the Utah Utes to absolutely pummel Kevin Sumlin's team. Uh, this, this game is going to be just truly, truly painful for Arizona. I'm sorry, everybody. Bear down, but <clears throat> Utah's going to beat you to going to beat you into paste. 7 p.m. UCLA travels to Colorado. Um, sure, this is a game that is played. Uh, UCLA is favored by five and a half. If you are at the Colorado Stadium, though, uh, you can go onto an online betting site and bet on the game from the stands because uh, there's an online casino that is now a major sponsor of Colorado. I've never told a lie on this podcast. Uh, sure. Chip Kelly's probably going to screw this up and Colorado will win. Uh, the big national ABC game, uh, the game day game, is Stanford going to Oregon. Uh, this is always a good game. Oregon's favored by 10.5, but this is always one of those weird games. Both teams, uh, you know, styles make fights. But Oregon has transformed themselves recently into more of a running power attack than they have been the, you know, the traditional Oregon finesse teams of the past. Um, I expect... Uh, nothing more than just an absolute brutal game. Um, but 
hey, let's let's watch some Pac-12 football. Speaking of Pac-12 football, <clears throat> it is my pleasure and honor to introduce you to this week's very first Pac-12 After Dark. <clears throat> Washington State at Oregon State. Mm, I'm so excited. It's 10.30 p.m. Fox Sports 1. Washington State's favored by two and a half. This is pure drunk football. This is this has nothing to do with anything. It matters to nothing. This game is going to be stupid and delightful. And so we should all welcome Pac-12 Dark back into our hearts because it will lead us out of the darkness and into the light. Uh, sure, Washington State. Let's go, Wazoo. Uh, that is the first game of the Nick Rolovich era as well. So let's see what Nick Rolovich does with an entire roster of Air Raid players. Um, this one kind of got me in my feelings. Uh, Washington traveling down to Berkeley to play Cal at 10.30 on ESPN. This is the Pac-12 dark game on ESPN. Cal favored by one and a half? Washington, what are you doing? What happened? What, 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 you, you guys were supposed to be the, the, the flag bearers for the conference for years to come. Now you're underdogs to Cal. Yikes. Um, go Cal Bears. Hey, sure, th this game is also going to be just a, a boxing match where both teams will be bloodied after the first quarter. Um, yeah, sure, Cal, awesome, let's go. It's, it's, it's Pac-12 football, and it's in the dark, which is all I need in my life right now. And finally, this is how we know the college football season is real. At 11 p.m., it's an early kick. New Mexico travels to the Big Island. It is Hawaii football season uh hawaii played their first two games on the road this year uh so this is the first home game robert kakala shout out uh over under 61 and a half hawaii's favored by 16 and a half um <clears throat> hawaii's gonna beat the mess out of new, out of new mexico hawaii is a very good team uh they had to go play a game in 40 degree weather in wyoming uh they got beat up pretty bad uh they're better than that and i expect this game to be fun that has been your pac 12 group of five um, Maction Report. I'm so excited. All of my favorites are back. And um, hey, we're going to get through this. It's going to be great. I promise. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Uh, thank you, AJ. Um, I, I will be curious to see what a, 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 a you know, 5 a.m. start on the West Coast looks like. So I, we'll, we'll turn that on <laughs> big mood and just, just see for a second if anybody's awake. Um, we're going to start on Wednesday. Carla and I, uh, we're going to take a quick buzz through the first week of Maction, um, and then we have our, our, then we'll return you to our normal format with uh, games that are that are perhaps a, a, of a little more substance, um, but not more entertaining. Certainly, uh, six p.m. on Wednesday, we're just going to buzz through the, the the whole thing right here. Eastern at Kent. Kent is favored by six. Carla. It's tough to pick against a directional Michigan. I'm not going to lie, right? That's, mm. that's one of the things that we learned. Um, Kent built up the end of last year. I mean, they, they, they're looking to, to keep um, growing in, in this year. Eastern is like Kent was last year, right? So mm. I, 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 think, I think Eastern's going to be good. It, I think Kent's a year ahead of them. So I say uh, Kent opens at home with a win at home. Okay. Um, Eastern pulled off the biggest matching upset of the season last year when they beat Illinois in Shambana. Um, and then they proceeded to go six and seven on the year. So uh, Kent, uh, Kent is going to win this one at home. Western at Akron. Western is favored by 18. What do you think? 
Western has lost a whole bunch of key offensive leaders, but Akron's lost 17 straight. I won't pick against this directional Michigan. Western wins. <laughs> uh, they don't row the boat in Western anymore because um, PJ's up there in Minnesota. Um, but they have more than enough to beat the Zips who were 0-12 a year ago and, and haven't won for uh, a season and a half. Um, so, yeah, Western wins that one. 7 p.m., Buffalo at Northern Illinois. Buffalo is favored on the road by 11 Buffalo was real good last year. Um, it, we, we had their eye on them early, and uh, and they're bringing back their, their running back, Jarrett Patterson, who was mm-hmm. fifth in the country in rushing last year. Yep. Um, Buffalo had some COVID issues in September, so they missed some fall ball um, in, in getting ready for the season. But Northern Illinois, everything I read about them was like, they are the epitome of a rebuilding season this year, mm-hmm. so I'll take Buffalo on the road. And, hey, maybe they'll get some mojo from those uh, Buffalo Bills that they happen to share that a city be. with. That could be. Uh, they were uh, they were very talented, um, kind of middle of the pack in the conference, especially in, in the East. Um, but Buffalo – might be the most talented team in the league this year. They, um, I, I, I read a couple of things where they are predicted to, to, to win the whole deal. And they will beat the Huskies uh, without too much trouble on Wednesday. My Bobcats at Western, defending Western Division champion Central Michigan. Central is only favored by a point. What do you think? This is a toss-up. Um, this is the best game of the weekend of, of the action, I think. Um, it, you know, the two really evenly matched teams, both of them starting new quarterbacks this year. Um, interesting, when I was reading the, the previews, um, Athlon uh, goes 28-27 on Ohio win, mm-hmm. yet everything that I've seen shows Central with uh, about a point, and, point to a point and a half mm-hmm. favor. So this is literally a coin flip. I'll lean Ohio just because, you know, Mutual fandom here. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, OU has to replace Nathan Rourke, uh, who is arguably the best uh, quarterback in the program's history. Um, His younger brother is one possibility at quarterback. Um, Armani Rogers is another. Uh, I, I, we, we are, we have a a rule on the show about um, two starting quarterbacks. So if Frank can settle on one, if Frank settles on one guy, Frank Solich, Ohio uh, OU's coach, um, yeah. I, I think the Bobcats can, can uh, beat the Western champs uh, on the road. So that's, also, that's what I'm picking. I also trust Frank Solich way more than I trust Jim McElwain. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's no question. There's no question. Uh, Ball State at Miami. Um, uh, my mortal enemies are favored by four and a half points. Ball State is incredibly, like, they're up this year. They think this is their year. Um, And and they've got, like, legit returning starters. And there's nothing like saying this is our year about going up against last year's conference champion and your Mm. season opener. Um, Find out quick. Yeah, so I, lo- I love this. This is I-, I hate the fact that these two games are at the exact same time um, yeah. because I think these two are, 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 the, are the cream of the crop this week. Um, just for fun season, because it's matching and something crazy has to happen, why not? Ball State, sure. I like it. I like it. Ball State returns all of its skill position experience, and it is considerable. And they're going to upset the defending champs in, in Oxford, Ohio. It's going to happen. Um, write it down. 8 p.m., Bowling Green at Toledo. Uh, Toledo is... Toledo's favorite by 22. Um, what do you think? Bowling Green has a whole bunch of freshmen and a starting quarterback who's a transfer from Boston College. Like, that's got to be one of the stranger combinations of a two-deep that I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's a whole bunch of freshmen in red shirts. Um, and quarterback Matt McDonald, the transfer from Boston College. Um, 
Toledo is is really experienced. They they return their running back Brian Kobach, who you know was the second leading rusher in the conference last right. year. I I think Toledo wins this game, but just because of the um, unknown about what Mac McDonald could possibly do for for Bowling Green, I I Bowling Green covers maybe. Um, okay, but but I still take Toledo comfortably. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would say if, if Buffalo is not the class of the conference, Toledo is. Um, that, and that's actually a fairly tight race. Um, they're they're going to win uh, this game pretty easily on, on, uh, on Wednesday night. Although, I don't know, BG could cover. Who knows? Who knows? It's 20, um, line's 22. Like, yeah. it's mentioned uh, it's, opening night. There's, there's, some, there's some room there. That, 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 that is a possibility. Guys, Wednesday night's going to be just hysterical, crazy fun. Um, if you've got, you know, get a tablet and get a laptop and get your TV out and, and, and go through all of these games. Cause it's just, it's just going to be awesome. And we're going to deserve it this week. Yes, <laughs> there is. <laughs> there is no question. Um, we deserve a night of levity. I love it. Yes. Thank you, Maxion. Yes. Thank you, Maxion. I, I was so, I did, I didn't realize this was coming. I looked at the schedule while I was working today and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, we have to do this. We're actually doing the show early on Monday. I am, I am tied up with election coverage like for the next couple of days, but we wanted to make sure we could include Maction in this week's show. So we're yeah. taping on Monday. Um, it's going to be, and you guys will get the show early, uh, get it on Wednesday morning. Um, there are other games going on besides Maction, uh, some of consequence, actually. Uh, we're going to start with one, I, I guess. I mean, it's at noon. It's on a Fox network, but it's FS1. So we're going to call it Little Nude. Can we call it Little Nude? <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, noon Saturday, number 23, Michigan at number 13, Indiana. Michigan is favored by three and a half points. Um, what do you think? You're freaking making me talk about Indiana again. <laughs> um, we're going to, we're, I think they're going to go away after the next couple of weeks. I, 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 trust me on this. Okay. 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 I, I, you know, I, I just, you're just trying to come up with, you know, just dig that knife <laughs> a little deeper. Why don't you? Um, anyhow, I'm not bitter at all. Nope. No, not at all. Okay. Um, statistics alone, these two teams are look even, right. Yeah. Um, you know, they're even at points per game at 36 and a half, like literally even, um, Michigan's putting up nearly 200 more yards of offense though. And, but the point is the, the, you know, the point scoring is the same. Mm -hmm. Um, which led me to like scratch my head a little bit. I'm like, okay, so what's up here? Um, so, I, so I dug into some drive charts on this. Mm -hmm. um, last week in the loss against Sparty, Michigan had 12 drives, okay. eight punts. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we've talked about this with Michigan a number of times, right? Mm -hmm. This idea that they just, that sure, they might have a decent offense, but they cannot put the ball in the end zone. Mm -hmm. And they did okay with that in week one, but now here we are. Because, I mean, we talked about this, right? That, you know, oh my gosh, there's possibly a quarterback sighting at Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know, that was your thing that week. And now all of a sudden we're, it's week two and it's kind of like, well, same old Michigan. I uh, really, I, I mean, offensively, it, it, they just settled right back in there and Sparty stole the game from them yep. um, because they just couldn't put the ball. They couldn't score. Um, Michigan led time of possession and first downs. Mm -hmm. You should win that game. Yeah. And, and there were, there weren't, it wasn't turnovers. You know, I looked at, at that too. Um, Indiana, you know, Michigan's not turning the ball over, but, but Indiana's forcing turnovers, a lot of them. Um, and that's been their mojo the first two weeks. They forced three interceptions against Rutgers, and that's what kind of propelled them um, 
you know, over the Scarlet Knights, even though that, that not like quad, like that 18 pass lateral that Rutgers <laughs> almost pulled off was remarkable. I, I really wish that would have counted. I never, I didn't, I never, I, I saw replays. I didn't see it live. So I don't, I never saw I the forward it pass. I never saw yeah, the I didn't forward either. pass. I, I, that I, looked good to me. Yeah. I never saw it either. Um, so yeah, I mean, it must've happened somewhere, but, um, but it should have counted. That's like the quadruple doink, right? If like, if it, if you make it to the end zone on 18 give laterals, four like four points or something. Give him something. It'd be, it'd yeah. Be like three quarter, a two thirds touchdown. Maybe if yeah. you're, if there's questions about it, that should be automatic. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the Indiana um, defense's mojo mm-hmm. forcing turnovers. They forced three interceptions to get records, um, two interceptions and a fumble against Penn state. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they're averaging three turnovers a game. Um, Michael Penix is proving that he's a decent quarterback. I mean, he's not, he's not going to go out and win the Heisman for you, but I mean, he's managing that offense really, really nicely. Um, And, and they're, they're functioning well as an offense. Now they didn't do a lot against that Penn state defense. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of have to wonder about how that Indiana offense is going to function is, is going to, you know, um, execute against a Michigan defense that is better than what they saw last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, By a lot, I think. Yeah. Um, Michigan defense is really good against the run. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter against Indiana. Not really. Um, because they don't run the ball. So this is a tough one to pick. Indiana at home. Michigan reeling. I don't know. I I don't want to pick Indiana, but I kind of want to pick Indiana. I and until I until I see that a Michigan offense can score, it's the same thing. We talk about this every year. It's like until I can see that Michigan can score consistently, I'm gonna take the hot team, and the hot team right now is Indiana. Yeah, it is. Um, so and they're playing at home, and I know that doesn't mean much in the Big Ten this year, but it's got to feel comforting to be playing in in Bloomington as opposed to playing in the Big House. Mm-hmm. Um, what the heck? It's 2020, Indiana. Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I, there, uh, yeah, I'm, I, there are a bunch of things I, I mentioned, uh, in the first show, you know, Harbaugh's record against, uh, top 10 teams or top 25 teams, um, is it, it, it's, it's a losing record. Uh, so there's that. I, I wonder about Indiana. I'm not sure. I believe that they're the 13th best team in the country. Um, you know, two wins, I would agree with that. two, two wins, I, but you know, the Penn State's loss was largely self-inflicted um, by, by, by the Nittany Lions. Rutgers, you know, in spite of appearances in the first, uh, the season openers is, is still Rutgers. Um, I can't, I can't, I, I cannot explain. I, I, I've been saying this for on this show for years. I have no idea why Jamie Harbaugh has brain cramps when it comes to his rivalry games. Um, but generally he outside of the outside of that uh area he generally wins the games he's supposed to win um i i, I still i i still like milton at quarterback i i think he's he's uh head and shoulders the, uh, above anything that that harbaugh's had since he's been there um if they are able to take care of the ball and and as you noted uh they've they've largely they've done that um, so far this season, I, I, Michigan should have enough to win on Saturday, and, and I think, um, I, I think, I think Jimmy will probably be able to manage this one. We'll see. 
we'll see. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced, as 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 you are not either. But um, I, I will pick Michigan to win this one. Next up, a game that we had high hopes for uh, at the outset of the season, 3:30 p.m. Saturday, the world's largest cocktail party. Um, the game nickname that, that that they don't want us to use anymore. Number eight, Florida at number uh, versus uh, number five, Georgia. Georgia is Georgia is favored by three and a half. Um, what's what is the feeling down there in SEC country? Well, it's it's not as exciting as it could have been, and and yeah, that's and and that's and that's really because of unfortunate injuries. Um, you know, Georgia's defense has been you know that's been its calling card this season. Mm-hmm. Um, that defense is fierce. Mm-hmm. but they're out a lot of guys this week. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one due to, to a motorcycle accident, a couple others due to other injuries. And so you just really don't know what the Georgia defense is really going to look like. Right. Um, and they didn't play this week, right? So they had to buy. So, um, so we really don't know what the Georgia defense is going to look like. Um, so that's, I mean, it's a huge question mark, right? Um, if Georgia can figure out a way defensively mm-hmm. to stop the Kyles, right? <laughs> As they're calling them <laughs> down here, uh, Kyle Trask to Kyle Pitts, right? Yes. That combination for Florida yeah. has just been lethal um, all season long. And nobody's figured out a solution to Kyle Pitts. Right. Um, if Georgia can figure out a solution to Kyle Pitts, I think they win this game pretty easily um, because that's really Florida's mojo. They don't have a run game to speak much of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've, they've got a couple of running backs, but like, you know, against Texas A&M, which was the number two rush defense in the country, um, Florida couldn't muster any round game. And they're going up against Georgia, which on paper is the number one rush defense. Yeah. So you yeah. would think that that would give them an advantage. Um, but that, you know, Florida's scoring way more points um, per game. It, it, you know, it, it, it on paper – I, w- I normally take defense over offense every yeah. every time I get the opportunity to. Yep. Um, but when you have so many question marks on this defense, it's th- that levels the playing field really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so it comes down to can can Georgia stop the Kyles and can Florida stay disciplined? I mean, that's really been Start, that, starting you know, starting with the head coach. Right. And, and I mean, that was actually going to, I, I actually wrote this down. I'm getting real tired of Dan Mullen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that is true. Like if there's such a thing as Dan Mullen fatigue, I've got it. Um, <laughs> calling for a full stadium in the swamp and then dealing with COVID issues and then essentially urging on the crowd after a fight that does not belong in college football. Right. Like, out of principle alone, I'm going to pick Georgia in this game because I just want Georgia to win this game. I don't know how they're going to win this game. Stetson yeah. Bennett still has his height issues, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it, it, I mean, he's doing a decent job, but, you know, is he going to be able to get over, you know, and, and, and there was talk this week. I mean, if you go back and you read the Kirby Smart presser from this morning, um, they're talking about DJ Daniels and, like, mm-hmm. why isn't DJ Daniels a starter? Is it his, still his knee? And, you know, Kirby's kind of deflecting that. But, man, if you've got Georgia media asking Kirby Smart why Daniels isn't starting, uh-huh. that's not a good situation, right? And so there's a lot of questions with Georgia right now. But I don't know. I just – I think they're going to figure out a way to win this football game. And I hope that quiets Dan Mullen for a week because I'm just tired of listening to him yap. Uh, um, that would be good. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. So even though I'm married to a Gator, um, go dogs. Okay. 
Okay. I mean, you and I were both expecting this to, to actually to play a, a huge role in, in, in the playoff picture. Um, yeah. And now it kind of feels like, okay, who, who's going to go get stumped by Alabama in the SEC title game? Right. Um, Lather, rinse, repeat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I'm... I, I am like you in that I would generally always, almost always pick defense over offense. And that's, that is the, the, the clear matchup in this game. Um, we've talked about the Florida's uh, defense being kind of shaky. Um, and that's, a, that's I, 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 I refuse to believe that Florida does not have the athletes to have a good defense. I, I think that's discipline. And that, that is a reflection of the head coach as we are seeing as the season plays out. Um, and that's, you know, that unit versus Georgia's offense, which is duller than it was last year. Um, and you guys have heard me talk about that subject before. I, I so, you know, uh, strength on strength, I, I should go with defense, right? Um, but uh, the, the, the Kyle's, uh, that's that's a really that's a, a a unique thing it's a tough thing to defend um a, you know a, a a tight end who who can run like a wide receiver um but he can he can still be physical how you know who do you who do you cover that guy with um you, you put him a safety on him you try to work uh cover him with a linebacker um do you just double him the whole time and hope for the best um, do they have? Are there any other Kyles? Do they, are there other Kyles that that Kyle can throw the ball to? I didn't. Um, I don't. I don't know that, that that's a that's a thing or not. I as as I look at the, at all four units combined, um, I think that the most glaring problem is with Georgia's offense. Um, e- even against a, 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 a defense that, um, you know, is, is fair, but with lots of upside. Um, that, that may be the part where, where that, that, that tips is in the favor of Florida for me. And that, that plus, uh, the, you know, the injuries that, that Georgia's defense has to deal with and, and the guys who are missing, um, I think that's, that's going to be enough for the Gators uh to eke this out um maybe like a 14 to 10 something like that good old-fashioned sec football right um (laughs) uh i don't know i don't know if that's actually gonna be the case but i i am i am going with florida in this game congratulations gators you get to go get your butts handed to you by the crimson tide in the sec title game (laughs) uh at 7 30 I, we can't, you can't, if they're playing the number, number four team in the country, we can't really talk about Clemsoning, can you? No. Right? No? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's, we got this, uh, we, we have a, this stipulated. Number one, Clemson at number four, Notre Dame. Clemson is favored by five and a half points. Um, and, and boy, this got a lot more interesting <laughs> in the last week. Yeah, it did. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, with Trevor being out, uh, Trevor Lawrence out for Clemson. Yep. Um, so so this is this really depends on i mean this is the depends on which version of the team shows up right um let's talk about clemson last week uh, they got their butts handed to them in the first half by boston college and i called that mm-hmm. and i didn't even know that i didn't even know that trevor lawrence wasn't going i mean nobody knew trevor lawrence wasn't going to play that game until the night right. before um 
but I knew that Boston College posed a, a strange matchup for Clemson and they were playing pretty good football and mm-hmm. I thought there was a possibility they could hang with them and then you know I'm watching that score in the first half going yeah no Trevor Lawrence and holy cow Boston College is up three scores yep. um you know, and, and, and I get that, you know, when you have a, a freshman quarterback starting for the first time and I had to go look up how to pronounce his name. <sighs> try. DJ, 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 you, yeah, um, they call him DJ. Okay. That's fine. Uh, for one time. <laughs> that's how you say it. I got okay. the pronunciation from the media guide. Nice. nice work. I appreciate um, that. So. And uh, it's, no, it's actually Uli Angalale. There we go. The, uh, the, 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 it's the third syllable. It's the third syllable is where the, like is a, where the stress is. There's like three and a half syllables in there before you get to the, okay. Tua oh, Tagu Vailoa. Okay. Bob, um, Bob, Bob. <laughs> Bob from Bama. Um, so, I mean, so the kid got like, okay, first, first half he's out there. No, no connection. Like, I mean, yeah, there's trying to figure all this out for the first time. Right. Um, second half, he kind of put it together and he figured out that huh? the key was just making sure that Travis Etienne got the football. Um, and, 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 and Etienne only had like 80 yards on the ground rushing, but man, he was the go-to receiver. Right. So they were hitting all these like short slants and that was working really well for him. And you know, that's a good way to get a quarterback adjusted into a system is like, let's just throw quick three yard outs and let the kid that has the strong legs go run and win this game for you. And that's exactly what they did. Um, so it depends on which version of DJ comes out of the locker room to start this game. Is he going to be the one that, that got settled into this, this, um, Clemson offense mm-hmm. in the second half and really started kind of figuring out how this thing works or is it going to come out this is the first half and still trying to like okay this is only my you know it's my second start and where's everything and we don't know right um and it's a lot easier to turn a ship when you're playing a team like Boston College yeah as opposed to against a team like Notre Dame mm-hmm. right which has a pretty darn good defense mm-hmm. um but here's the question about Notre Dame and the question that we've had for I don't know how many years now Notre Dame has a propensity of starting slow. Uh, yes, they do. So if, if Notre Dame starts slow and Clemson doesn't, this game gets real interesting. <laughs> um, because I, I think if that's the case, this, this game gets over. Well, but it depends on the, on whether what, what is DJ really settling in or is it, or is it Etienne carrying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Okay. I, like, I think, I think the Notre Dame defense can keep them in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just whether or not the offense can score. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Ian Book has the experience. They're playing at home. My gut tells me here that Notre Dame wins this game, but these two teams meet again, because they, yeah, will, they will, um, in the ACC title game. And then you get Trevor back under center, and then Clemson goes and destroys them. Um, I, I, I really think that's the way this plays out because I think if you had a fully loaded Clemson team, I don't think this game is close. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Clemson is able to to dismantle that, that Notre Dame defense, but they're playing in South Bend without, you know, and Clemson's on a freshman quarterback. Um, Ian book came back four games like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to say that the experience of Ian book um, playing at home with a good defense um, you know, and, and, and if and Notre Dame defense and force comes in into some, some mistakes early and when you've got a when you've got a kid under center, that's real easy to do. Yeah. Um and that's what Boston College did last week. You know, they forced mm-hmm. they forced Clemson in making some some dumb mistakes, including that like what, ninety nine yard um fumble. It was a fumble yeah. return or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
I, I think if, if 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 Notre Dame can 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 rattle DJ early, mm-hmm. force a turnover, they're going to be able to. The, the Clemson offense isn't what we're used to seeing. It's still real good, mm-hmm. but it's not going to put up eighty points, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think I think Notre Dame is able to keep it close long enough to be able to to use its experience and win this game at home, and then Clemson destroys them in the ACC title game. <laughs> Okay. That's, okay. That's, 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 that's a reasonable. Pick. That's a reasonable scenario. Um, I want to talk about Clemson's defense. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, Clemson got pushed a little bit by a, Syrac- a Syracuse team that is now one and six. Um, last week, as you guys have made heard us discussing, uh, Clemson didn't just lose the first half; but it got stomped by Boston College. It was, um, you know, the, the, the folks in Boston College were like, "Can we? Can we end the game now? Can Can we just do yeah. it for one half?" We're ready to go home. Uh, I think in both cases, you have to kind of look at, at the Tigers' defense um, as, as the culprit. Certainly, um, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence not being available last week, uh, it, it, that's, that's an issue. Um, I, I, wonder about, uh, I wonder about a couple things. I, I see something – I see similarities between Ohio State and, and, and Clemson in that clearly no, no shortage of talent, um, but – you know, Clemson graduated a whole ton of guys, um, yeah. and they have youngsters uh, in there. Um, they're excellent players, you know, a lot, and many of them will be NFL bound at some point. But you know, the, the experience counts for something. Um, I'm seeing that with with uh, Ohio State's defense, and I think that's a that's a thing it, for Clemson as well. Uh, Notre Dame is what it is: a steady, if uninspiring, offense. And a very good defense. Um, they're giving up just 10 points a game. I, I think uh, w- without Trevor Lawrence, uh, with, you know, with, with, a, with, with DJ at quarterback, um, with, uh, they're, they're at home. You can argue about what home field advantage means this season, although in the state of Indiana, they are allowed to have fans in the stands. Um, I think the Notre Dame's defense can concentrate on on uh, you know you just you, you just you, you spy Travis Etienne everywhere every play while he's standing on the sidelines getting a, a Gatorade the whole time, um, and then it, it, if you're able to shut him down, um, and you're able to establish a, a, a good running game. Um, you know, opportunistic stuff from book. I, I think Notre Dame's going to win this. Um, and then I think you are exactly right. They will, they will rematch in the ACC title game and Trevor Lawrence will be back. And ouch, that's, yeah. that's, that's going to hurt <laughs> for, <laughs> for our friends from South Bend. Uh, so I would urge them, I would urge our friends in South Bend to enjoy this weekend um, because I think you're, I think it's going to be, it's going to be very enjoyable as the Irish uh, knock off Clemson this week. Boys and or girls, you can hear the Carlin Crappy Show uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all of those other podcasting platforms. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube and on the show's Facebook page. If you like us, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you don't, mind your own damn business. Um, and be sure to come back next week to see exactly how wrong we were this week. <laughs> Carla. Yes. Who could, who could get to seven and this weekend? Not your Steelers. Who, They're already there. Who, who could get to seven and this weekend? Who's the number two team in the country? Not Ohio State. 
you're aiming a bit, a... you're aiming a bit high. Coastal Carolina. Oh, that's right. Yes. Coastal Carolina. Do, do you think they can get there? Hosting South Alabama. South Alabama. Yes, they can I, get there. I think so. I actually watched. Who's uh, South Alabama was playing one of the Georgias last weekend and I, or last week, and I watched a bit of that. Um, and I think Coastal is going to get to get get that seven and zero. That would be. I mean, here's here's the bigger question. Here's the bigger question. And I, I didn't okay. look up what is where's Coastal Coastal's fifteenth something like that seventeenth. I did. I actually I didn't look at those could rankings to coastal, see where they were. Could Coastal get into the top ten? Uh, <laughs> I wish. I wish. I, I would love that. I, I would love having a fun belt team in the top 10. I, I just don't know how that, I, I don't know how you vote them in because, you know, you, they've got a really good football team, but they play just about anybody from a power five conference. They're going to get butts handed to them, unfortunately. So uh, I'd, like to, I'd love of, to see it happen. I would love to see that game happen. There but, is a um, lot of muscle stacked up in front of them. That, that's probably, yeah. that's probably not going anywhere. I would love if they finished the season in the top 15. I think okay. that's a possibility. If, if okay. they run the table, I think they can, I think they can finish the season in the top 15 and oh, BYU is going to be the thorn in their side though. Um, yep. Cause, cause BYU is probably going to end up, if, you know, if BYU runs the table and that looks pretty likely, mm-hmm. um, although they've got a tough game this week, um, it, they, they're going to steal the um, New Year's six bid from uh, well, at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's and Cincinnati, yeah. Cincinnati's uh, Cincinnati is top ten right now. Um, so Coastal picked a bad year to be six and zero, going on seven and zero. Darn it! We Try love to... you, chickens. <laughs> let's. Oh man, let's. Uh, so watch the chickens. Uh, watch Clemson and and Notre Dame. Watch your favorite team. Watch some. Watch Maction on Wednesday. Uh, boys yes. and girls, um, enjoy this week uh, as much as we're going to enjoy it. Uh, we appreciate you watching as always. Carla, uh, I hope you enjoy whatever it is that the Steelers are doing this weekend. They play the Dallas Cowboys. It should be a lovely weekend. You're going to score 50 on the Cowboys. Come on. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> because, because the Browns almost scored 50 on the Cowboys. You're going to be able to do that without, without any trouble. Uh, Carla, cheers. Cheers. Boys and girls, thank you for watching. Uh, Be sure to come back next week. We'll talk to you then.